Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 62 for the week of March 5th, 2019. My name is Josh, aka JK Fire, and this week I'm joined by Mr. Bumpney, Will, aka I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you on this Monday evening? What did you say about my knee? You said Bumpney, is that bump-ney? what you say? Bum? Bu- isn't it is bu- it Bumpney? I don't what know. Is it? What's the saying? I don't uh, know. I got well, a bad I know knee, I feel apparently. Like an idiot. Yeah. I feel like an idiot now. Eh. It's whatever. In other words, I'm calling you out on blast on the show so you can go get your knee checked out, Will. Eh, it's getting better, slowly. I still think you should be checked out. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm doing fine on this Monday. That's good. Work went by decently fast, kind of slowed down at the end, but as we say, we're here now to talk about some Halo. We got Taco Bell in our tum-tums. Yeah, we went to Taco Bell before the the recording here, which is delicious. So I'm good to go. They have the triple loopa now. Yeah. It was was good. It was weird to see. Yeah, it's like uh, the guy behind the counter described it as, um, you know how you go to restaurants nowadays and they have burger sliders? It's kind of like the, the chalupa slider of Taco Bell. It's a really good way to put it. So they got the three different sauces. Well, really two. And then a combination of the two. Yeah, nacho cheese, chipotle, and then a mixture in the, in the center one. So quick, one out of 10, 10 being the best thing ever, one being the worst thing ever, what would you give it? Yeah, six, uh, 6.5. Okay. Maybe a seven if someone's... Yeah. I, I liked the chipotle sauce on it. It was a little bit spicy. Not bad. Um, it's different than what you normally get. It's not their uh, Chipotle Ranch, which is in a, on a lot of stuff. Um, so it was a new sauce, which was good to see. And yeah, I'll say 6.5 to 7, somewhere in that range. So you're saying it could be a lot better. It could be a lot worse. On with the show. All right. On this episode, we have some housekeeping to get through. Um, we have some baby updates. I'll keep it very brief. Don't you worry. We have plenty of news to cover. We have a lot of tournament recaps, including the finals of the inaugural Halo Draft League season. Stay tuned for that. A look back at last week's topic, which was competitive merit within video games. Um, Silos put out an essay, a literal essay, that I hope everyone who listens to the show read through. <laughs> it was in the show notes last week. It's in the show notes this week. It was good stuff. We're going to talk about it. And then we also have a lot of community creations further on within the show. All right, first and foremost, before we get into what we usually start the show off with, let's start with some housekeeping. First and foremost, the HCS Pro Talk 1v1 Halo 5 tournament date has been officially announced. And Will actually hinted at this last week because he put this as like the date in the future, but we just decided it works out. So the date of the tournament is going to be April 6th, 2019. Um, We'll include the sign-up bracket link in the show notes of the Google Doc of the show. So if you're any at all interested, make sure to sign up. That way you have plenty of time in advance. And uh, we've already went through the game mode and the maps. There's just a couple tweaks we're going to make to some of the maps. But other than that, it's good to go. So if you're interested, sign up at the link we provide. And uh, that'll gauge interest. And we'll have everything ready to go by the 6th. And obviously, once... Are we still thinking 5 p.m. for the start time? 5 p.m. Central? Sure. All right, 5 p.m. Central. There you go. And when we have more stuff to talk about, we'll we'll announce it on the show, obviously. We have some time. So, uh, like we said, get practiced up, sign up at the bracket link provided, and uh, it's going to be a fun time. 
And Scud, you're going to get shit on. Next up, community playdates are going to be making a return and hopefully shortly. So once my daughter is able to come home, which should be in the next week or so, all things like if, if everything goes well as they have been, um, then as soon as she's able to come home, they will start back up on Saturdays. Community playdates every single Saturday. We do a mix of Halo 5 and MCC. And we do like just some custom game stuff. We do, we do a bunch of stuff. So make sure to tune in and uh, it'll be great. So pay attention to social media and discord. If you're not in the discord, join it. It's great. We'll announce everything on there once they fully come back. And finally for housekeeping, we have some, uh, we have a schedule update for you for next week. So for those who don't know, we're conducting the Zach from Money Matches, Denial, and Other Businesses interview on Saturday this week. But what we're doing for next week's show is a little bit of a split. We're going to provide a little bit more content for you guys. Therefore, next week, here's how the shows are going to turn out. On Tuesday, March 12th, our normal show, right? We have the HCS Invitational pre-show. We're going to do deep dives on anything and everything that has to do with that. It's going to be great. Can't wait for you to hear it. Then... On Thursday, March 14th, just a couple days later, we'll be releasing a separate episode of the interview with Zach. So you get double the HGS Pro Talk goodness. It's going to be a good time. And that way you have something to listen to right before the Invitational starts on that Friday. So uh, stay tuned for all that. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Well, that does it for the housekeeping. What do we normally Start the show off with Rostermania! It's usually some Rostermania. So, the only thing we've really had lately is the free agent and partial team list over on noobcombo.com. So, I read through it a couple weeks ago, didn't last week. Figured might as well go through it again since we didn't do it last week. So, here we go. We have the Gamers Forgiving free agent list. And... Gamer tags include the Bronx Demon, Adamant, Gohan, Easy, Hypo, Tusk, Kevin Clutch, Ghoul, Admiral Bunny, Bulkasaur, Too Vicious, Canology, Most Dope, Hosty Shots, Kyul, and Nolatus EXG. The teams that are looking for players. For Gamers Forgiving. We have Display, World Famous, and Zypok looking for one more. We have AF, Reality, and Saber looking for two more. We have Sloji and Struggler looking for two more. And Klepto and Revamp looking for two more. The DreamHack Dallas free agent list includes the OG Killa, Jay Weezy, Gohan, Coco the Janitor, Galloping Elk as a coach, Easy, King Abyss, Exile, Sterling, Crewman, 12, Assertive, Deadlie, Hypo, Trunks, Tusk, Protein, Slurshot, Poseidon's BR, Cool Ranch Senpai, Joy Slays, Quicksilver, Bulkasaur, Exocide, Venom, Adane, Elvistico, Gunstrafe, Canology, Senshi, Most Dope, Hosty Shots, and Kaiul. 
DreamHack Dallas partial team list. Again, we have Display, World Famous, and Zypok, looking for one more. We have Flamehead, The Only Toxic, and Engage, looking for one more. We have Dread Takedown, I Always Slay, and Daffy GDI, looking for one more. We have It's Tosh and Berserk, looking for two more. AF Reality and Saber, looking for two more. Just Eon and Shreds, looking for two more. Uh, Hillian CE and uh, Cause Trough. I don't know how to say that. Looking for Chaostrophe. Chaostrophe. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Look at there. Looking for two more. We have uh, Drizzy and Uday looking for two more. And we have Neutralizer, Schooliage, and Pawsey looking for one more. Good job with that list. I only messed up on that one name at the end. Yeah, that's it. You did really well. Good job. All right. We also have some uh, news. I mean, and Rostermania coming out of <laughs> Elevate here. <laughs> what do we got? So, um, there was a tweet that went out, and the Elevate roster is now Penguin, Trippy, Rash, and Gun-Type with Strobe as a coach. I'm sure Josh will get more into that roster change during the news. That's all I got for Roster Mania this week. Even before the news, it's time for COD and other games. Watch! And you're right, Will. We are about to talk about that. So, Saiyan is actually taking a step back from competing to stream full-time until Halo Infinite releases. So, if you don't remember, Saiyan was on that Elevate Halo roster. Here's a tweet from him. And I quote, If you have not already learned from coming to my stream and have just seen the recent Halo Elevate roster, I have decided to take a step back from competing in Halo 3. I'm going to step up my stream game and build my brand leading into Infinite. Once that rolls around, though, you know I'll be back on the main stage. And then Elevate put out a tweet as well, stating that Saiyan will actually remain with Elevate as a streamer. That's cool to see. Yes. That's some brand loyalty there. Indeed it is. And with that, that does it. For COD and other games, watch! Which means, it's time for... Will's Adventures Within the Halovers! And other games, too! Alright. What'd you play, Will, over the week? Well, um, I was only able to play games on Saturday and Sunday. Okay. So, Saturday night, got on with some friends... Did I play Saturday? I did not play Saturday. I played Friday night. Okay. Friday night. My days are starting to blur together. It's oh my okay. God. I understand. Friday night, I hopped on with uh, a buddy. He uh, wanted to play some PUBG because that's his OG classic game, which got him into PC gaming. So we hopped on. I found out really quick that a lot of people, or let's just say the people that still remain in that game are really good at the game. You're playing on PC. Playing on PC. Yep. yep. Okay. So... Me coming back to it after not playing it for so long, I sucked. And I I figured it's Friday night. I'm hanging with some friends. Why not take a few drinks while playing? End up playing some drunk PUBG. And I think it improved my gameplay. Yeah? Because, like, I wasn't... It's almost like I didn't think as much. And I just, like, I just played. I didn't overanalyze. I feel like sleep deprivation does that for me in Halo. Really? Yeah, the more sleep deprived I am, the better I do at Halo. Just because you're not overthinking things? Exactly. <laughs> Just going in there going for those kills, man. So, yeah. Um, we didn't win a single game. 
but did you have fun? Yeah, we had fun That's playing all with each matters. other. We got close at the end a few times. Sure. Um, but yeah, people are that game's like super sweaty now. Like you could before you could have fun and mess around and now sure. it's like no, it's not happening. Used there used to be so many funny like uh chat moments cuz it has proximity chat. Yeah. So you could like mess around with people or just be like, "Yo, dude, don't kill me. I don't have a gun." And they'd be like, "Oh, okay." And they'd run away and kill you later, but um <laughs> they'd kill me later. I'd be hiding in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. And then um played another 10 hours of Sea of Thieves yesterday. Yeah, Damos told me about that at work today. We uh yeah, it's so they have a kind of like Halo's doing with the SR152. Yep. Yep. So if you reach Pirate Legend, which is rank 50 in all three factions. Factions. Yep. You get a little bonus item coming up. Ooh. So you you don't know what that is yet, right? Nope. Okay. They have not announced. Okay. Um so yeah, I'm going for it. I mean, why not? I basically why have not? to gain like two levels a day. Not even like 1.5 levels a day in each faction, and if I can get on during the weekends and you know boost that up a lot, I think I can get it done. Awesome! So well, um, good luck to you. Yeah, it really de- it's really going to depend on what you run into or what I run into while I'm out there. It sucks playing solo sometimes, but sure. If I don't have friends on, what are you going to do? Yep. You can join their, you know, you they have matchmaking, but. When you get randos on a ship that can't communicate, not everyone has a mic. Right. Um, you can, don't know what you're going to get into. Yep. Yeah. I, I ran into a group of French people the other day. Oh. I was just like, I don't know what's... Uh, see you guys. They didn't have a quest down. They didn't have anything going. They were just sailing. I'm like, what's happening? And then couldn't communicate. They're enjoying their time on the open sea. I guess, yeah, they were. So, yeah, left that. But yeah, we uh, we had a full server alliance going that's what he was telling me yeah until another brig finally popped up and they Uh-oh. went they wouldn't join us but they left us alone which was nice sure um one of the galleons that was in our alliance uh gave everyone athena quest to do heard that too so that was pretty awesome i know there is an uh like a is it an achievement or you get accommodations for buying x amount of athena quest so i think that's oh. what he was doing okay was just he had the gold laying because you yeah buy it lay it down and it doesn't matter if you complete it or not just as long as you were the one to purchase it sure you get that accommodation so i think that's what he was working on and we got profit out of it so you say you made a server-side alliance will yeah i remember some weeks ago will and you were talking about how some of the fun in the game is is going up against other people yep now you're not doing that um let's let's put it this way you're you're trying to get rank up. In I'm factions. trying to get ranked get up it. fast. I understand. I'm Normally, just I'm shit. the type that would like to PvP, but look, aren't they coming out with that? Yeah, they're coming out with an arena mode. Yeah, which is going to be exciting. Yeah, they are. Um, also, I I would have more fun PvPing if I had like a full set of four friends to get on a galleon. Totally, because makes sense. as a sloop, you have one cannon on each side. If you have a go up against a full galleon or uh, at least a, a brig that has a what they have two or three on each side, yeah, they can just wreck you easily. And then sure. they have that extra person to board your ship. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, um, it was fun because we initiated the alliance. Like I was. 
the one pulling out the megaphone and yelling, hey, we just want an alliance. Don't shoot us. Leave us alone. Like, <laughs> we're just trying to get, get this going yeah. so that we can... Um, the first guy we ran into was actually trying to um, rank up his merchant alliance, mm-hmm. which was nice because uh, he was a solo guy. So really, he had no choice. It was either, hey, you want to join with us or we're probably going to sink you right here. Sure. Um, but he was he was a really cool guy. And then we ran into another uh, ship, another sloop with two people on it. So it was three sloops rolling together across the sea, which was actually looked pretty cool. Then we ran into the the brig and then the galleon. And uh, yeah, we were just, everyone was just working on ranking up. And it was really cool to see, uh, like no one was toxic about it. Sometimes you run into people who alliance with you. They'll get your, like you'll go turn in your stuff and then they'll leave the alliance, then turn in without giving you the rep back. Kind of sucks sometimes. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, it was cool just to see people working together to get something done. And it wasn't like no one, no one was like too prideful to go help someone else, yeah. you know? Yep. Like, no, no, I'm not going to help you because I'm doing my own thing. Everyone just wanted to work together to get this done. Good stuff. So, yeah. That's all I played. PUBG and Sea of Thieves. I need to, uh, I need to hop back on more Halo. We got a, we got a tournament coming up. Yep. Luckily we'll have. Hopefully, I'll have more time for that as soon as Linnea is able to come home. Um, I, along with you, only played a couple games as well over the week. Uh, so I've been at the hospital for the majority. Of, here's where the baby talk comes in. Again, I'll keep it brief. Uh, I've been at the hospital a majority of, and I'm going to remain at the hospital for the majority of the time until Linnea is able to come home. Um, but while she's been in the NICU, I have my Switch with me. So I've actually been playing a lot of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, talked about last week. Um, and what I'm doing is, so I know a lot of that game is like exploration, right? And finding things on your own and discovering things with me. I like a little bit more structure. Okay. I appreciate the ability to go out and do whatever the hell I want, but I do like structure in my games as well. So like semi linear linearity, I guess you could say. Um, so I have the guide as well and I have it sitting next to me. And then what I do is, kind of like I would with an Assassin's Creed or a Far Cry or something like that, I would bring up the map of that area that I'm in. Because there are towers in Breath of the Wild which uncover areas of the map. It doesn't show you where things are, it just uncovers it, right? So what I'll do is I'll look at that area of the map uh, in relation to the main quest that I'm on, right? And I'll do things that are in that portion of the map. So I'll I'll go to the shrines that are on that side, I'll get the Korok seeds that are on that side. So on and so forth. So it feels like I'm making continual progression. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like I'm checking those boxes. You know what I mean? Yep. So yes, I'm missing out on some of that discoverability. But to be completely honest with you, I'm having more fun with this more structure that I'm having. I like structure. Um, so I'm, I'm playing a lot of that. It's good stuff. Uh, my Switch is getting a lot more use in handheld mode. I can take tell you that much. And then I played a little bit of Anthem because I did... I'm So... While Linnea's in the NICU, what I'm doing is I come home at night, right? I spend the night at my house, and then um, I drop Natana off at the hospital on my way to work. I go to work. She's on maternity leave, so she doesn't have to worry about it. So I go to work. I go to the hospital after work, hang out a little bit, see my daughter, see my wife. Then my wife and I will both go home together. We sleep at home. Then the routine continues, right? So the other night while I was at home, decided I want to play a game like on my TV or on my computer, I just want to sit down and play something because I haven't in a while. Played a couple missions in Anthem. Yeah, that game's still flawed as hell. Um, 
I'm going to see it through. And Will and I uh, used to play a good amount of Destiny uh, back in the day. And there's new content coming out tomorrow. Well, the day this airs. Um, but And the cool thing is, is that in the season of the Drifter, that's what it's called for Destiny 2 now, um, there are these things called... Actually, I forgot exactly what they're called, but they're like powerful bounties where you complete the bounties and they're easy. They're very easy. You complete them, you get to the light level requirement for the new content. So you can immediately jump into the new content. Unlike the season of the Forge, which is last season, which did not do any of that. And uh, it just seems like it was very poorly implemented. So looking forward to it. A little bit better of a looter shooter experience with Destiny, you know. And uh, hopefully Anthem figures their shit out. That is it. And uh, that does it for Will's Adventures. Let's get into some news, shall we? I think we shall. The Forge Hub 4v4 Slayer Contest winners have officially been announced. This is an article by Max Extra over on ForgeHub.com. And I quote, The 4v4 Slayer Contest has finally come to an end and we have the results ready for you all. The myriad of content provided by the community was fantastic, and we judges had a ton of fun working through the submissions. We are happy to present the three maps that surfaced as the top three maps, and the two honorable mentions that were hot on their heels. Thank you to all the content creators. Without your help, we wouldn't have had the contest. We would also like to thank those that came out and helped us wrap up the final eight maps uh, that previous Saturday, and those who watched through the different streaming services. So here are your contest winners. In first place, we had Full Metal by Exemption. In second place, we had Transit by I Need More Bleach. And in third place, we had Endless Shore by Mr. Delicious Man. And then the honorable mentions in fourth place, we had Stigma by Squally to Beans. And in fifth place, we had Pit Drop by Box Rippin'. Um, you can check out the article in the show notes of the Google Doc of the show. And within there, there are links to download all of these maps as well. Go ahead and check them out. They look Amazing. And congratulations to the winners. Next news story. Halo Wars... Well, speaking of new maps, Halo Wars 2 gets a new map as well. This is an article by Postums over on HaloWaypoint.com. And I quote, The ever-talented Matt Jordan, a.k.a. Renzi, in the Halo community has been working on a special project for quite some time. With help from folks across the community and the 343 publishing team, we are excited to share a blast from the past, reimagined in Halo Wars 2, for you to wage wars on. Fort Jordan. As many of you might already know, this is a spiritual successor to 3v3 Fort Dean from the first Halo Wars. Currently, this map is limited to custom games as we gather more feedback from the community. Think of today's release as a public beta for the map, so to speak. The goal is to listen to everyone and make any necessary changes prior to adding it into matchmaking. As with many remakes, they aren't always one-to-one -one based on the original map it was created from. However, this map is a literal import of the geometry used in Halo Wars 1. So the shape is entirely the same. The key difference is scale. Fort Jordan has more space to move around on the map. It was brought to life with the art assets and the palette created for Halo Wars 2, including mini bases, the shield walls, power nodes, and our first map in Halo Wars 2 with one-way teleporters. The most prominent change is that players will be able to experience the map in multiple team size configurations. Fort Jordan supports 1v1, 2v2, and 3v3 variant team sizes of Deathmatch, Strongholds, and Domination. There's also a ton more in this article, so please read it, but we're going to get to the looking ahead part. So, looking ahead. One of the most amazing stories surrounding Halo Wars is the community and how it has helped support the title. 
The sheer amount of feedback has been a daunting task to read through, but has been very has been worth every hour a million times over. This game has come so far since launch, and the conversations we have had with the community to help shape each balance update has been personally one of the best experiences of my career. For the future of Halo Wars, we want to continue working on the title and continuing to support it as much as we can. There are no set-in-stone plans to make large content drops such as, the such as a wave of DLC leaders and or maps, but we will continue to work with the community directly to make strategic balance updates and, time allowing, meaningful content. Just remember that things can change. If Fort Jordan is well-received by the community and sparks even more interest in it, we could likely see an uptick in them, but no promises. Thank you to everyone who plays and enjoys Halo Wars 2. Together we have lived through the rise and fall of Kinsano Jackrabbits, the season of Forge Hog... Uh, Colony's Living Barrier, Arbiter's Phantoms, Serena's Ice Cream Trucks, and are still experiencing Decimus after being nerfed nearly every patch ever made, well, ever. If the community would like to see more updates and more pieces of content like this, please keep playing and keep driving us to make more. The publishing team here at 343 wants to continue supporting Halo Wars 2. We've shown this commitment with continuous balance patches and bug fixes on a game that just turned two years old. Our efforts may slow down and will eventually stop, as this is inevitable with any game, but for now, we will keep supporting the community in an effort to grow and expand it as long as we can. For feedback, please swing by the Halo Waypoint forums and let us know what you're thinking about Fort Jordan in the official Fort Jordan feedback thread. Also, if you're interested in learning a bit more about some of the lore associated with this new map, make sure you check out Grimm's latest cannon fodder, coming soon. We hope you enjoy the map, and happy birthday, Halo Wars. So, basically... Like I said, there's a lot more within that article, so read up, including an interview with Renzi, if I'm not mistaken. But the major takeaway is there's a new map. Check it out. It looks awesome. And Halo Wars 2 is nearing a state of Halo 5, right? Where Halo 5 didn't have major content updates anymore. They had a couple balance things, but they were still listing the community as best they could. Now, it looks to me like Halo Wars is doing a better job of doing that, especially with balance updates. But just know that we're getting towards the end, which means Halo Wars 2 is, is probably going to be casting off into the sunset eventually. Sooner rather than later is what I'm thinking. I'm not saying it's dying or anything like that. It's just, yeah, I'll leave that there. Next up, we have the MCC playlist update for February 27th, 2019 by Postums. Again, this is a Halo Waypoint article and I quote, Hey friends, today is a light matchmaking update that targets some feedback we've been hearing from the community around infection. This change updates the search parameters, so if you want to search for matches with a large group of up to 12 players, you can now do so. So for social matchmaking, infection, 12 player FFA, teams can now search for a game with a squad of up to 12 players. And looking ahead, the next MCC patch, which should be landing soon, will bring a menu refresh and a series of matchmaking updates. The matchmaking changes will focus on a plethora of game types for Halo CE that will populate the fan-requested action stack search option in social matchmaking. If time permits, we will also be looking to make some changes based on feedback for Halo 2 and Halo 2 Anniversary. Full details on this matchmaking update will drop when it does. Next up, we have Cannon Fodder, this article that we just hinted at earlier. This is by Grim Brother one Halo Waypoint article. Check it up. And I'm just going to say, it's an article containing a lot of lore-related content. So give it a read. Also, uh, I believe Halo Renegades is mentioned within that article. I just purchased that today. Very nice. And uh, will I ever get to it? We'll see. We'll just have to wait and see, Will. Halo Installation 01 soundtrack has eh, kind of been re-released. This is a tweet 
by, I'm going to say Jaffet or Jaffe. I'm mispronouncing it and I apologize, but it's a tweet and I quote, Hey, Halo content creators, I'm releasing ambient version of the ambient versions of the Halo Installation 01 original soundtrack for your musical needs. These versions are more Halo-like and did few changes in the arrangement to make them less bombastic. Retweets are appreciated. Next up, uh, Robbie. Oh, I almost said Robbie. Robbie won Kenobi. uh, He just announced a contest, as a matter of fact. This is a tweet from Robbie, and I quote, Contest, I want a 15 to 30 second video clip one or two sentences, on your hopes and dreams for Halo Infinite. Reply to this tweet with your entry. Extra points for production value. Winner gets the code for two years of Xbox Game Pass. Taking entries until March 15th. Drop those films. So go ahead and check that out. Check that tweet out. Uh, Make yourself a video. Post it. And uh, hopefully you can win two years of Game Pass. That's pretty crazy. That's a lot of moolah. Not bad. If you're paying for a year of Game Pass, that's 10 bucks a month. That's $120 a year. Yeah. Now, I know they have deals for it, like for a year, but it's a lot of money. And the final piece of regular news, Uber Nick wants to know what you want in day one of Halo Infinite. It's a tweet from Uber Nick that states, what is something you think is a day one requirement for Halo Infinite? It has gained a lot of traction. Leave your replies to that tweet. It's a great thread. A lot of good stuff. That's it for some regular news. How about some competitive news? Let's get into it. The HCS Invitational stream schedule has been posted by Moses. Moses, we love you. You do this every time for every event. We wouldn't know what we'd do without you. Check it out. Check out the tweet. Every time zone is listed. At least I think every time zone is listed. I don't know every time zone. So. If you're in the central area like we are, looks like it starts at noon every day. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Boom shakalaka. So that's exciting. Next up, the HGS Invitational uh, Desk. I put desk because I'm an idiot and I can't spell correctly. And I literally was about to read it that way. The HCS Invitational Desk and Stage Talent has been announced. This is a tweet by HCS and I quote, We're excited to announce your desk and stage host for the HCS Invitational at South by Southwest. It is Lottie and Fallout. So get excited to see them. Next up, the HCS Grassroots Applications are open right now. Another tweet by HCS, and I quote, Attention content creators, the hashtag HCS Grassroots Application window has reopened. Get your applications in by March 31st to be considered for the next wave of recruits. Sign it up. And the final piece of competitive news, the Halo Wars Champions League Tournament number 4 has officially been announced. We'll include the bracket link in the show notes. Check it out if you're interested in competing. But Will and everyone listening, that's not all. Because guess what? We actually had a little piece of news come in as we're recording this show. So, let me get it up real quick. Another tweet by HCS, and I quote, Announcing the first duo that will be calling the action at the HCS Invitational at South by Southwest. Onset and Bravo. Let's go. So there you go. Little bit of some breaking news. All right. And something I included in here because I didn't know where these like kind of eased into other news segments. We're including a just an other 
type of news here. Just a few things to hit on. So first, for those who don't remember who he is, Will, I'll ask you as well. Do you know who Don Matrick is? Does that name ring a bell to you? It sounds familiar to me, but I can't place it, to be honest. So Don Matrick actually used to be the head of Xbox. Okay, so okay. F- Phil Spencer currently is. Yep. Great. He's, he's amazing, right? Don Matrick used to be. And it's significant because he used to be the head of Xbox around the time the Xbox One got announced. Okay. Remember that whole debacle with the always online Xbox? Okay. So here's a tweet by, is it Seamus or Seamus? There's no H. I would say Seamus. Seamus Seamus? or Seamus? Either way, I'm going to get it wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, Last name Blackley. And I quote, I've never talked about this before, but the irony of Don Matrick as Xbox chief was huge for me. When I first came to EA Canada to present the idea of a Microsoft console, he nearly blocked me from addressing the company because he didn't believe it was possible. It was tense. Okay, so the reason why I included this tweet is because it, like, brought back a breath of, like, uh, just nostalgia, we'll say. And not good nostalgia. This is bad nostalgia. So, Will, when the Xbox One was originally announced, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Don Matrick was the head of Xbox. They touted the Xbox One as being the all-in-one Xbox One, all-in-one entertainment system for your living room. Correct. Okay? Yep. You had your sports. You had your TV. And you had your video games at, like, the last bullet point, basically. Okay? Connect was a huge thing. Huge selling point for it. Whatever. Right? Don Matrick... He was touting how the Xbox One was going to be fully online and you would not be purchasing physical media. It would all be downloaded and installed on your console. Okay? Which means if you didn't have an online connection, you could not play your games. Yes, I remember this being a thing. Yep. And there was a very specific quote that Don Matrix stated that kind of got a lot of people frustrated. Okay? Understandably so. Now, this isn't like a a one-to-one quote, but hear me out. Don Matrix stated, if you don't have an internet connection, we have a console for you. It's called an Xbox 360. Okay? He said that. He said that to people. Lo and behold, Don Matrick is then no longer the head of Xbox. Phil Spencer comes in and he's like, nah, fuck all that shit that we just said. We're coming out with a console that everyone's going to want. We're having the disk drive. You can purchase physical media. You can share things with people. You don't need to worry about that shit. And it's not all about TV and sports anymore. Oh, that Connect? Bye. See you later. I mean, the Connect is doing great things in the medical world right now, and that's fantastic. But in terms of games, there's no fucking point in having it anymore. The, I think the... Um... So the PlayStation has the, the PlayStation camera with the Move controllers. Yeah. And the Xbox had the Connect. I think that was because the Wii was gaining traction at first. Yeah. And um, it was good for some things. Yep. I still hold a high score at my friend's house in Just Dance. Three, nice. Three, I oh, think. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Go way back on the Wii. What song? But, do you remember? Oh, God. I don't know. No? Okay. Well. It was a very, like, uh, I know you, like, spun around in circles a little bit. 
it was fun. Well, like spinning in circles. I guess so. Uh, um, but yeah, no, the, uh, I think they kind of jumped on that wave while it was out. Sure. Now you see it kind of diminishing. Well, you definitely see it diminishing. Although the PlayStation camera and the move controllers are now used in their VR. Yes. So they repurpose. Yes. The Connect. I don't know. Does it have a repurpose on the Xbox? On the Xbox, no. In the medical world, yes. Yes. Because I- they, they made it so you can use it on a PC. Right. Yep, they came out with a connect, I think, with just a USB connection. You can use it on a PC, which is huge, right? And the big thing was, so the connect came out on the 360 first, right? And it was new technology at the time for Microsoft, not for Nintendo, but for Microsoft. And, like, it was it was a much more advanced technology at the time, okay? Yes, we had the memes of connectimals and the avatars at E3 where the dude was trying to show a shoe, He's like, bam! And it's like, it's just like tweak, like twerking and shit. It's like, yeah. So that besides the point, there was a lot of cool technology in the sensor at the time. Then when the Xbox One was announced, I was one of the people that were like, yeah, I don't need Kinect. I wish they did come out with a version of the Xbox One without Kinect. For those who don't remember, the Xbox One came out and it was $499.99. And Kinect was mandatory. Like it was it was in the box. Okay. So basically you were paying a hundred dollars for connect because then they came out with the rendition of the Xbox one shortly, very shortly thereafter without a connect for three ninety nine ninety nine. So, and then it just drastically price dropped from there. But at the time that new connect was even more technologically advanced, right? It was able to discern, um, like just more features of the body in general. And like, when it worked, it was cool. But that's the problem, is that it didn't work all the time. So, yeah. Uh, in other words, all I want to say is, Don Matrick, thank God you're not anywhere near the Microsoft brand anymore, and uh, good riddance. That's where I'll leave that. Next up, how about we talk about a little bit of a tweet that's been going around in regards to Snipe Down's controller life. This blew up too. This was huge. This is really funny, actually. So this is a tweet from Snipe Down. Well, a series of tweets, and I quote, I post videos of me dominating on Apex, and a lot of the time, the first comments are, it's not on PC, or why am I using a controller? Listen up. I've got 15 years on a controller and 10 years of competitive gaming under my belt. I know the advantages and disadvantages of both, but I'll take my brain and thought process over looking a bit quicker and snapping onto people. It's a preference, and if me beating the majority of PC players with a controller upsets you, then that's your own insecurities about seeing someone do well on a device you consider inferior. You got players like Aiden and Nick Merckx who already proved it on a game I consider much more challenging on a controller, so I'll gladly take on that challenge as well. For those who don't remember, I actually talked about using a controller on Apex Legends on PC as well, a couple weeks ago. And, uh, like I said then, it's all about what I'm more comfortable with. And I can shit on PC players with a mouse and keyboard while I play on a controller. It's a fact. It's a plain and simple fact. Will I be able to beat the top maybe 10% of PC players? No. Absolutely not. Like, that's not even a competition. They'll shit on me any day of the week. Even if, I, even if I was good on mouse and keyboard, they'd still shit on me. The fact of the matter is, since I'm more comfortable... With a controller, since Snipe Down is more comfortable with a controller, he feels more confident in his shots. I feel more confident in my shots. And we play better. We just play better because of it. Will, do you have anything to say? No, there's always been that conversation of, oh, you know, PC, you have the better, you know, 
144 hertz and you got all this, you know, you can aim quicker with the mouse and keyboard. But what it, what it really comes down to is comfortability. Um, like you said, there's those top tier players who you're never got like you wouldn't be able to beat anyway if you had mouse and keyboard. Um, no, I completely agree. You play what you want to play on. I really doesn't matter to me. I'm still struggling on mouse and keyboard and controller. So <laughs> <laughs> you'll get there. You'll get there, Will. Um, and then just the last couple pieces of other news here. We have two Bonnie Ross interviews, and they're both very important for slightly different reasons. So the first one is from IGN. How Bonnie Ross is shaping the future of Halo. This is an episode of IGN Unfiltered number 39. You can check out the YouTube video in the show notes of the Google Doc of the show. They don't just, the reason why this is in the other news portion is because they don't just talk about Bonnie Ross and Halo. They talk about her upbringing into that role that she's in currently at 343. Okay. And then the next one is actually a 60 minutes interview with Bonnie Ross as well in regards to her work with STEM. So please check. It's it's about like uh, women in the workforce, right? And women in more technological roles and just it's it's very empowering it's it's they're very both are great interviews check them both out and yeah that's that will that's it that's it for the news that's all i got for the news can you tell us about some tournaments that happened in the scene please all right here we go let's start off with the ugc Halo CE Double Down Week 2 results. First place was Team Band. And this include Deca App and Bert Nasty. They took home $100. Congratulations. Second place went to Team Kansas Champs. This include H1 Doughboy and Bible Man. Third and fourth was Campaign Warriors, which included Poseidon's BR and Sheezy. And 4-7 Shots Dad. 4-7 Shots Dad? What? Um which included M- Mazer, it looks like Mazer Mice, and Go Vi- Well, these, oh, these names, man, these names. Go Vru? Are you talking about 4-7 uh, Shots Dad? Yeah. Got any idea, Josh? You want to help out with that one? I don't care about the GC, but it's Virus. Virus. Okay, yep, sounds good. That's, that's <laughs> Fifth through seventh, we have hit the switch, which is Ghoul and Hydropic. We have uh, Sea Well Fellas, Swell Fellas. I, I got it. Uh, this is a Notorious and Naps. And we have Ego Trippin, which is BX Soldier and Hurley. So let's go through the UGs. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Bracket will be included in the show notes. There you go. Next up, we have the <laughs> UGC Halo 2 Sanctuary Cup Week 1 Results. And here we go. First place taking home $100 was, does trading still exist? This team included Driven, Wild, Redshot, and Reaver. Second place we had Highly Defined, which was Buckaw, W-O-G-G, Woog. Um... Ulti Mega. Ulti Mega and Rodriguez LA. I need a... Is there... What? Nothing, nothing. I'm good, I'm good. I'm just uh, changing <laughs> something. 
Third and fourth, we have MSK, Westerly, Spire. Oh, these names are fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You see this? You Whoa! These names are so bad. So it's Westerly Spire. I'm going to go with Adrian. Yes. Snake. And Mike. Yes. Yep. That totally makes sense. Okay. And then also in third, fourth was the BDN, which is Offense Power, Feared Wan, Rage, and Revan. Fifth through eighth. Mapogo Coalition? Yep. Carmack, Nolmack, Drizzle, and Org the Legend. Next was Nostalgia 2, I Am LAK, Metal, Gyarados, Hyphae, and Nostalgic Sniper. Next we have Keep It Clean, Befuddled Hook 3, Goose 22, Galubers, and Randy Hall. And last, in the 5th to 8th range, H2PC Real Ones. The Movement, Slips, Zilge, TX, and Monster Spanks. 9th through 12th, we had Emerge, which is Lenoxide, Nightmare, Fatal Flaws, and Snipetaneous. Waskily Wabbits. Beautiful name. <laughs> it's a great name. Included a Well-Times Brute, Zycane, Gorgasm and a Lens Truth. Lens of Truth. Next was Project Cartographer is Greater Than MCC. Wow. This included BX Soldier, Cadaddle, Galloping Elk, and Adamant. And last but not least, we have Hype, which is Titan JS, Fade Rips, 16 bit, and Exotic Vipra. Some of those names at the beginning. Holy crap. Yeah, it's like... Ross Media oh 2.0 this week. God. Moving on to the UGC H3 Winter Series Week 4 results. First place was Lobos, Pixelized, Bullet, Piles, and Rux. Second was Thick Johns Only, Queen, APG, Monoxide Died, and Problem on P3. Third was Infinite, Hypo, Corruption, Glocksmith, and Chaos. Fourth was Silent Grind, Takedown, Stan, Paradigm, Gunna, and Anon. Fifth through sixth, we have Team Endless, which was Apple Juice, Kazug, Wise Winds, and Sullen. We have Team Pew Pew Pew, which is LeCleary, Joey Clutch, Spenny, and Wolfie Wolf. Then we have Team Nostalgia, which was I Am LAK, Metal Gyarados, Hyphae, and Nostalgic Sniper. I forgot to mention... Nostalgia was 7th through 8th. Also in the 7th through 8th category, we have You Gotta Jump Off With That Man, which was Blitzkrieg US, Phoenix 2, Gunfire, and Aurora. And in 9th, we have Team Incursion, which was Encourage, True Elite, King Abyss, and Joseph Aguilar. Moving on to the Halo 3 8v8 Big Team Battle Tournament results. First place went to Halo Retirement Home. Must be some old Halo players a bit. out there. A little bit. Um, they took home 400 ducks. Ducks. 400 ducks? Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> that's a lot of ducks. That's a lot of ducks. 400 bucks, obviously. Second place went to matchmaking, and third went to the bad guys. They bracket. can buy some ducks. They could. With those 400 bucks. Turn bucks into ducks. Turn bucks into ducks. Okay, we're... <laughs> wow. Next, we have the Europa Halo Draft Cup results. 
First place went to Brownwall, which included Flux, Kimbo, Python, and the Warrior O'Neal. Second went to Why Can't I Build? This went to Warlord, Outcast, Censure, and uh, Snipehole. Bracket and VOD will be included as well. If you missed last night's Draft Cup, a VOD should be available on at GG Nightfall later in the next day or so of the action. Go check it out. Josh. Yes. Do you want to take this next segment here, which I know you love the name so much? Sure. The AGLA, American Griffball League of America, Winter League 2019 weekly match results. So week five took place. Here are the results. Straight Griffin won over Collateral Damage 5-1. to one. Stat Patters United won over Collateral Damage with a forfeit win. Our Lady Tuna got a forfeit win over Necrobonk. Stat Patters United got a double forfeit win over Necrobonk. Necrobonk is still winning. It's still loose. It's still forfeiting their matches. I had two flubs there. Can you believe that? I guess I have a, I have a question over the Our Lady Tuna name. Okay, sure. Go for it. Is it Our Lady Tuna? Like the name's Tuna or their lady tuna like i don't know i go in there's no comma or nothing it's just our lady dirty with the name i don't i I was just questioning it there i mean hey you could tweet at them and find out for sure um street griffin won over team ninja five to nothing our lady tuna won over tbd five to three lumbridge white knights won over our lady tuna five to one smlo8 all-stars and kazink won over tbd five to one we respect hoes with a z got a forfeit win over necrobonk Still missing their matches somehow. Team Ninja got a forfeit win over Stat Patters United. Lumbridge White Knights won over SML08 All-Stars plus Kazink 5-2. We Respect Hoes with a Z. Got a forfeit win over Stat Patters United. Way to Fail got a forfeit win over Necrobonk. Our Lady Tuna got a win over SML08 All-Stars plus Kazink 5-3. Rooster Bucks to Blow won over Shadow Realm 5-1. Shadow Realm won... Over SML08 All-Stars and Kazink 5-2. Rooster Bucks to Blow won over TBD 5-3. Never Let Go won over Paradox Warriors 5-0. Shadow Realm won over TBD 5-1. And Rooster Bucks to Blow won over the Lumbridge White Knights 5-1. And then there's a couple uh, Twitter links for a couple highlights. Check them out at the links provided. That's what we got. Thank you, Josh. You're welcome, Will. Back to you. All right. <laughs> Next up, Halo Draft League playoff match results here. Semifinals was Safeties Off versus Scars Esports. Again, to go over the rosters of the team. Safeties Off included Pro Shot, Holic, I'm a Tooth, and Nader Hater. Scars Esports, we have Collapse, Lava, Fireboy, and Turtles. Here we go. Game one, capture the flag on Coliseum. Game went 3-1 to Scars Esports. Game two was Slayer on Plaza. 50 to 41 going to Scars Esports. Game three, Strongholds on Plaza. 100 to 45 going to Scars Esports. Game four was an oddball on Eden. 150 to 99 going to Safeties Off. Game five, Slayer on Truth. 50 to 47. Close match. Probably the closest of the series. Went to Scars Esports. Probably the closest of the playoffs so far. All right. So that means. From last week, we know Stay Trippin' was there. Scars Esports, now there. We have the finals. Again, rosters. Stay Trippin' included LD50, Benji, Floppy, and Nathan Bacon. And again, Scars was collapsed. Lava, Fireboy, and Fluriously. Scars had a switch. You see that? 
They changed out. Turtles is Turtles. out. Fluriously is in. Yes. Yep. That's why we included them there. Here we go. Game one. Capture the flag on Refuge. 1-0 going to Scars Esports. One to time. Game two. Slayer on Coliseum. 50-48 to 48 going to Scars Esports. So close. So close. Game three. Strongholds on Plaza. 100-45. to 45. Scars Esports. Game four. Oddball on Eden. 150-145. to 145 going to stay tripping game five slayer on plaza 50 to 38 going to stay tripping we have a series we do game six capture the flag on coliseum unfortunately that series ends in a 3-0 <laughs> going to scars esports we don't have a series anymore scars go scars takes the final four to two we do have uh the twitch vods available for you guys in the show notes and the Halo Draft League also tweeted, donations open. They're now accepting donations in order to grow their prize pool and infrastructure. Support us at paypal.me dot or paypal.me slash the HDL. Um, all financial transactions for the donations will be fully audible by our community. They're big on transparency. They finish it off, hashtag transparency, obviously. And they say thank you all for the support. So if you're looking to support the Halo Draft League, this is one way you can definitely do it. Season 2 is going to be starting up real soon. We'll be talking about it a lot when it the full details are announced. Do they do they accept platinum players? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm like damn near guaranteed if you put yourself in there. You find, find someone to play with. Yeah. I'm guaranteed. Maybe when things settle down, hockey season's over. There you go. Looking to play some Halo 5. There you go. Competitively. Yeah. No less. Maybe we'll learn actually some start things. <laughs> we'll actually start talking about Halo again and the Will's Adventures within the Halo first. Hey, we got to sit down and play through 4 and 5. We do. I know you're, you're busy, obviously. We've talked about it. A little bit. Well, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little. So it'll, it'll come around. I'm excited to play through 4 with you, though. I am. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm like I, I want to. Like I'm, I want to play through four. We'll get it done. We'll get it done. We will. All right. Moving on. We have a little revisit of our topic from last week. So competitive merit in games. Yes. We uh, said we'd go over to Silos's essay, which it was a literal essay with references and everything. Yep. He went hard on that thing. He did. He did indeed. And if there's one thing that I know about Silos, he loves Halo 1. No, I'm just kidding. I, we read through the entire essay. Um, there were a lot of great points throughout the entire thing. It was... the So there was a reference between uh, Halo and Call of Duty, specifically Halo 3 and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, right? And the competitive nature between both of those games. And then there was a comparison between Halo 1 and Halo 3. There was another comparison between Halo 3 and Halo 4. Um, and realistically it's, it's after reading through it. Yeah. Silas, I basically agree with you that Halo one is a very, the, to me, the basis of the art, the basis of the essay that you provided was the three aspects that make a game competitive, right? And one of the major things was keeping it easy, like Making it so there wasn't a lot of fluff, not a lot of extra stuff that's not needed to make the game competitive, right? And realistically, yeah, Halo 1 is a, a 
bare bones, but not for the sake of being bare bones competitive game. If that made any sense whatsoever, right? You need to rely on your aim. You need to rely on your weapon skill and the grenades, as you talked about in your essay as well, play a pivotal role in knocking down power-ups in gaining positioning uh, with the double melees and the fact that you talked about how you have to throw an extra grenade. It's, there's a lot more than, to use like a Transformers quote, there's more than meets the eye, right? With Halo 1. In Halo 3, like competitive Halo 3, you have your BR, you know your positions on the map, and there you go. And maybe it's, when you were talking about spawns with it between Halo 1 and Halo 3, that's still something I'm going to contest. I think that the spawning is better in 3 in the fact that, yes, you you kind of, you have your you have your zone that you were talking about where you, you spawn within your zone and then when your teammates move up, that zone gets moved, so on and so forth. But I feel as though I'm not necessarily being spawn trapped as much as I would be in, in 1. Like in Halo 1, I felt like I could die immediately off spawn and be like, why the fuck didn't I even get, did I not get an opportunity? And then it's like, well, either A, get better or B, get better teammates. But why have that issue in the first place? Why not just give me an opportunity? Because when I spawn and I die immediately and I don't have that opportunity to do anything, like that's not going to help me get better. There's nothing I can do in that scenario. At least within Halo 3, at least it feels to me as more often in Halo 3, when I spawn, I'm not getting spawn killed. There are areas that it happens, don't get me wrong, but I feel like it's far less frequent than within Halo 1. When making those direct comparisons between those two very specific games. And the Halo 3 against Halo 4, I feel as though you didn't need to make that comparison whatsoever. Because everybody knows that Halo 4 is not a competitive game. It, it just didn't work. It simply did not work. But you did say you did say that even if they did change some things, it more than likely wouldn't even work out anyway. And I agree. I don't think Halo 4 would work out in a competitive sense at all. Regardless. You also hit on the point that uh, Armor Lock is shit. Because Armor Lock is shit. And I agree. Armor Lock is shit. Yeah. One thing he also hit on was how people view the competitive merit of a game based on if it's like Halo, where it's you get your starting weapon and you fight the other team on positioning, or if it's Call of Duty, where you have a specific role and loadout that you choose. Yeah. And um, I totally agree that it's, you know, each game has its own competitive side. It really co- comes down to what you like to, to play and what you like to watch. Yep. When it comes to, you know, esports, so to say. Um there also was the 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 easy to play, hard to master. Like both games could technically be easy to play. Halo's easy to get into. You just pick up a controller, you know, you get your Xbox and you go and you jump into some some uh some arena, but if you don't spend the time to try to get better, you're never going to master it and rank up. You're just going to stay at that level. Yep. Counter-Strike you can play against bots. Yeah. And yeah. you can set the difficulty of the bots. So you can make it easier for yourself there. Easy to learn, hard to master. League of Legends, Dota 2, Hearthstone. There, there's every competitive game out there can be easy to play, can be very easy to jump into. But it is like with the comparison to League of Legends and whatnot, there's so many 
different little intricacies to learn within that game that mm-hmm. make that competitive. And he kind of he also hit on do those intricacies actually add value to yes. the game? And I think that in the in the term of like League of Legends and Dota 2, yes. Because a lot of those things are part of the core gameplay, right? Yep. With uh with oh man, what is it? With League um but I think like one of them is more item based than the other. I'm not entirely so I thought that was one of the comparisons that people make in terms of the two. Um but the amount of champions that you have to choose from, right? The the different roles that each of those champions fill and the way that the developers balance each champion within that game to fit specific roles, to counter different champions, whatever it may be. The items that you buy, you could you when you're somebody first starting out, there there are tips that the game gives you to be like, hey, maybe you should purchase this. Like, hey, you should purchase this when you're around this level. You know, gives you pushes you towards a specific direction. Then when you get better and better, and you know the intricacies of it, then you know which items help your character, which which items help your teammates more, help that cohesion, that consistency, right, that team play. Yep. And in terms of league and Dota and whatnot, those. All those little intricacies definitely help in the grand competitive scheme of the game. So, Josh, to build off all of this. Yes. What do you like better? Do you like the Halo type where it's this is your weapon, this is your utility, go? Or do you, I mean, we're Halo Esports podcast. I'm, I definitely lean towards the Halo side. Sure. That's what I enjoy watching more yeah. is that more even start. Yep. Or what, do you enjoy the Call of Duties or the like what? with the different operators that kind of help out the whole team. What do you think on that? So in, in the grand scheme of things, I do lean toward more towards the arena shooter, right? The halo, the gears, stuff like that, where everybody's on that even playing field where you're making positions for power ups and power weapons. And yeah, the, yes, I lean more towards that side, but when the international comes for Dota, I'm watching every year. It's not like, I don't know a lot about Dota, but they do have like a beginner stream. So you can watch the international with people who break things a little break where people, the casters break things down a little bit more. So it's easier to digest and understand. And then when you're comfortable, you can go to the normal stream and hear what they all have to say about. And they're like in depth about every single thing that goes on. Right. Um, but in terms of like the class-based shooter and whatnot, I enjoy watching Call of Duty more than like Overwatch. Because with Overwatch and the Overwatch League, I feel there's just too too much going on. Like it was the main it was the problem that I had with last season of the Overwatch League. There's just too much going on. The casters do a great job at trying to break things down, but I I just think there's too much. And then opposite like with uh the Call of Duty World League, Everybody, yes, they have their specialist, but they all can use the same gun if they want to. Sure. Right? Yep. So there's the consistency there. It's easier to digest and understand. Everybody's, it's a, it's a first person shooter, right? Um, but no, I, I definitely lean more towards the arena side. I do like those even starts. But as we talked about this week and last week is that Basically, every game can have competitive merit in some shape or form. Yeah. What about you? You said you lean more towards yeah, I, the I arena lean towards side? more of the arena shooters. Um, I've been thinking a lot about Siege. Sure. And, um, you know, everyone has all... You can choose your operator. Yes. And that's basically 
you kind of just choose your, it's choosing your alt almost to speak. Say, you know, your Valkyrie has extra camera she can throw up. Thermite has exothermic charges that can go through the metal walls. Um, and teams can pick the operators to, uh, they, they generally pick them so they can all work together. Um, for me, I think, I honestly think Siege is getting a little too much involved. There's too many operators, too many counters, too many things going on for me at this point. Um, but I still love watching it because it comes down to maneuverability and gun skill sometimes. I mean, there's there's times where the other team perfectly counters your operators with theirs and it comes down to that gun skill at the end or maybe you can use your utility to gain an, adva- an advantage. Um, so here's my question to you then. Yeah. You're saying that you think there's becoming a point where there's too many mm-hmm. operators, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched Dota competitively? I don't, I have not. Okay. The reason why I say that is every, like I said, I usually only watch during the international every year, but the thing that's to be taken away from that when you do watch is that there are a lot of heroes in that game, like a lot. Okay. And they're all free. Like you can play any one of them you want, but in the competitive scene, only a very specific ones are used. Sure. Not all of them are used. There, there are some that have never seen competitive play, period. Maybe that's due to the balance changes that were made. Maybe that's due to the current meta that's happening. But there are specific champions that you see get played all the time, right? Yeah. So I'm my question to you is, is that in Rainbow Six as well? Does everybody play every one of them? Or do you see a trend with specific operators that are being used in matches? I mean, you see, you see certain ones over others. There's ones that are more commonly picked. Um, but yeah, it's never set on which sure. like you, you can never be like, oh yeah, they're going to pick from like these six or these, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's usually, it's kind of up to how they're feeling they want to play. No, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't you have a pick ban system? In competitive siege? In the competitive scene, yes. Okay. Not okay. So not like help. if you're not if you're just like online playing, no. you don't. No. But if in the actual competitive scene they do. So that kind of helps out with it. Yes. And then correct me if I'm wrong again, but I thought I heard something that they were going to release a competitive mode that was like their pro league, where it is the pick band system in matchmaking, but it's like it's like an MLG playlist in Halo. Sure. Right? No, that would be that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love I to see it. I think they're doing something like that. Love to see it. Yeah. But, you know, no, I definitely lean towards the Halo where, you know, the Halo side of things, the arena shooter where it's just, I love starting with that pistol and knowing that I can actually get kills with it. Yeah. Rather than having to try to get, I mean, every game you have to get an advantage somehow, but. But you never feel to start you're at a disadvantage. Right. And that's, that's a major thing. That is a major thing. You never feel as though you're at a disadvantage. Cool. Anything else you want to add before we move on? I just wanted to thank Silos for taking the time to write that essay. It obviously uh, was very in-depth, a lot of detail, and I recommend uh, anyone who's looking at possibly trying to figure out what they want in a game, what they think is competitive merit, give this a read. Maybe it can uh, spark something in your own mind. Absolutely, and if there's one thing to take away from this essay is that armor lock is shit, therefore Halo Reach is shit. All right, moving on for some shout-outs. Also, I'm just kidding. Halo Reach is not shit, but armor lock is. 
First shout out, congratulations to Tyler Postums Davis and Mrs. Postums on their new baby boy, Owen. That's right. So, and I quote, this is a tweet from Postums. After 46 hours of labor, I am pleased to say that Owen is here, born literally at midnight. So congratulations to Postums and his wife on their beautiful baby boy. And uh, it's great stuff. He's a, like, I mean this in the best possible way. He's a chunker. If you see it's the so pic- cute though. Yes, if you look at his, <laughs> if you look at the pictures on Twitter, he's just got he's got those chubby cheeks. So he's a cute boy. When when a baby's born at midnight, yes, is that technically? Will like if it think was, for a second it, here, it would have been the next day. Yes, I yes. know. Yeah, I just wanted to stir yes. up some conversation. <laughs> you. Because <laughs> for for me, like if it's Saturday and midnight rolls around, I still think it's Saturday. I was about to be the meanest person ever. I was just about to. I'm going to reserve that. And the next shout out we have, congratulations to Reese on becoming, or I think it's Reese, R-H-Y-S, on becoming community manager for DreamHack Halo. He's also a moderator for uh, Reddit Halo. So if you don't know who that is, there you go. Congratulations to you, sir. And uh, good luck to you in the new role. That's all I got for shout outs. William. Would you mind uh, telling us about those community creations, please? Of course, we got me Monday over on Reddit. It's not a community creation sections without it. We have top Halo clips. They announced our week six winner. Here we go. Congratulations to Volize for being the winner of our week six giveaway with over 50, 000, 50 likes, not 50,000, 50 likes and thousands of views and a 343 community spotlight shortly after we posted this clip. He's walking away with $25 Microsoft Store and well-deserved love. I think it's supposed to be Store gift card. Sure. And keep submitting for week seven. We have the Halo Community Spotlight by Snickerdoodle over on Halo Waypoint. Go check that out. We have the February Clip of the Month winner by Noob Combo and Matty Rums. Well, Matty Rums is Noob Combo. Yep. Um, Clip of the Month contest for February has ended and our judge Shyway has chosen the victor. Congratulations, clearly me. Go check it out. It was an MCC trick jump video. It was. It was sick. Next up, we have the March clip of the month contest announced. Again, by Maddie Rum, Maddie Rum over at noobcombo.com. We are continuing our clip of the month contest now for the month of March. It's pretty self-explanatory. Each month, players will send their best clip. at the And at the end of the month, our guest judge will choose the one they like the best. Judges will be a different member of the Halo community and will change each month along with the game being featured. This month's judge is commentator and observer extraordinaire Nighty Night. Here are the rules. Clip must be from Halo 5. Submission must be in the form of a URL from xboxdvr.com. To get that, head to xbox. or www.xboxdvr.com. Enter your gamer tag, select clips, choose a clip, copy and paste the URL. Prize will be one. $25 USD Xbox gift card delivered in digital form. All clips must be entered by 3-24-19 and one submission per person. The winner will be announced on their site and social media accounts. New, uh, on Instagram and Twitter, noobcombo.com or noobcombo.com, sorry. Look for that at the end of the month. And on our show, when it's announced as well. <laughs> Next up, we have Halo Balance Flow and Skill Components Survey by Curtis. Um, This individual reached out to us 
to um, have some input in his survey. And it looks like he is ultimately looking to send this to 343 once his results have been gathered. It's a little, um, it's an office survey. I haven't gone through it myself. Josh, have you looked at it? Yeah, it's very in-depth. And I think it's great that, so this, we've, we've talked about topics on previous shows, right? Like, what do we want to see in Infinite? What makes a game competitive? Like, what competitive stuff do you want to see within Halo Infinite? So on and so forth, right? But this takes a lot of those questions that we propose and it puts it all into one questionnaire, my, like one survey, right? And it breaks things down even further. So please go ahead and check that out. Fill out that survey, get those results in, and uh, we'll see what the competitive community has to say here because there's a lot, a lot going on. All right. And last but not least, we have Scud Puddle releases a new song titled Breathe. It's over on SoundCloud. Check it out. Member of our community for quite some time. Had to give him that shout out for community creation. Got to do it. A little bit of both. There we go. That's all we got. Will another episode send the books? We did it. Next week's going to be something fun. I tell you what. Can't wait for that uh, HCS Invitational pre-show and that Zach interview. Wonder what he's going to think about the questions we're going to ask him. We'll see. What's your favorite food? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We don't go that in-depth. That's way too in-depth. We have to start with, like, what's your favorite color? But even that could be a whole topic of conversation right there, too. You never know. If he's not a fan of Cerulean, fuck him. That's, that's besides the point. Will, I'm just kidding. Plug the show. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. You can join our Discord, join the community discussion. Link will be provided in the Google Doc within the show notes. You can join our Xbox Club or Spartan Company. Search for HCS Pro Talk. We are on the social media sites. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Mixer. Again, just search for HCS Pro Talk if you look to connect on any of those. And we also have our own eSportspedia page. It's over, of course, halo.esportspedia.com slash HCS underscore pro underscore talk. Go check it out. Josh? Oh, we have more news coming in last minute here. Breaking news, Will! This is a tweet from Nap Times, and I quote, Who's calling in sick on March 23rd? Mef- at Mefbear, in other words, Frazier, just added $500 to the prize pool. Professor's March Madness is now a $1,500 USD tourney. And what that is, is the SWAT Nation Halo 5 Professor's March Madness Tournament. So yeah, that, that's that's the update. It's a $1,500 prize pool. It's going to be great. We can't wait to cover it. So if you're interested in some SWAT goodness, go check that out at SWAT Nation. That's all I got. Which means, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for HCS Pro Talk for this week. We want to thank you very much for listening. And uh, stay tuned next week where we have our HCS Invitational pre-show along with the Zach interview. Um, Will, I'm excited. That's all I got to say. I'm going to go home and uh, maybe play a little bit more Anthem. 
I'm going to see the wife. And that's that's what, what do you that's what I'm gonna do. What are you gonna do tonight? I'm gonna edit the show. I'm probably gonna go to sleep. That, <laughs> that's about it. Very anticlimactic. That's gonna do it this week. We'll catch you next time. But until then, bye bye.